So tell me if if you've ever had this problem. Are you ever not sure that your character is believable? Like they have deep flaws and you're not certain that they'll connect with your audience? Or maybe you've even had some feedback from readers about it who said that either the flaw wasn't plausible or they're just not connecting with the protagonist because the flaw, it feels unrealistic or maybe even somewhat villain-like. Well, this is an interesting problem and one that only fiction writers are ever going to have to deal with. So we're going to talk about it today, um, what to do about it and how to make sure that you do not have this problem with your protagonist. Okay, so stay tuned. Hi there, aspiring fiction author. Welcome to Fiction Author Business School. Do you want to write your stories with ease and confidence? Do you find yourself Googling how to write a fiction book or how to write a character arc? Do you want to create a fiction empire, but you can't even finish the story you're currently working on and you find yourself doubting it will even be good enough? Hi, I'm Liesl. I too have been writing stories since I was just a kid. I wanted to do something about my fiction writing dreams, but got information overload every time I looked for writing help because there's just so much out there on the internet. I wanted confidence that I wouldn't disappoint my readers and a plan to publish regularly. I knew the foundation of any author career, including the marketing aspect, is a stellar and well-written story, but I didn't know how to be sure that my story was solid. I went on a journey to figure out what really makes readers tick and how to incorporate those addictive elements into my story. In this podcast, you'll find specific tactical fiction writing tips, solutions to writing more words more efficiently, and secrets to mastering your author mindset. So put on your fuzzy slippers, grab a notebook and pen and some chocolate, and let's write some fiction. Okay, so this actually came from a Facebook group, from um, the answer to a question I asked. I believe I just asked what authors in that group were struggling most with when it came to the actual writing of their stories, their characters, their plots, that sort of thing. And this was the answer I got, one of many, that said, um, dealing with believability, plausible human fallibility, especially when characters have deep flaws. And I thought that was super fascinating. I sat and thought about it for probably way longer than I really should have. And I wanted to talk about it today because this is something that we have to think about with our characters and something that we all are probably going to have to deal with at some point. Sometimes a character comes to us so clearly formed and we know what their flaw is going to be. Maybe it's a fatal flaw. Maybe it's something they have to overcome in order to triumph at the end of the story, but it's in our head. And so sometimes it's very clear to us, but it's not clear to our readers and we're not necessarily bringing it across well on the page. So what I'm going to say overall, the overarching thing here is that if you're having this problem, if your audience is for any reason not connecting with your protagonist and if If they're saying things like, that's unrealistic, it doesn't make sense to me, that's not working for me, that sort of thing, it's because not necessarily that the flaw is unrealistic that you're trying to bring across, but you're just not bringing it across adequately enough for your audience to understand it. So that's where we need to fix something so that it is as clear and believable to them as it is for you in your mind. Okay, so I'm gonna tell you one story that's kind of like this where I had to deal with this one time. I wrote a story in college for a particular class and I kept being told that it had an unrealistic ending. 
And I'm not going to go into the, what the entire story was, but I know that what I was trying to convey was that this character had a particular belief that he just really harped on the entire story. And this was a short story, so understand it was like five pages long or something. It wasn't super long. And then he got a new piece of information right at the end of the story, and it changed everything. And that was kind of the theme I was going for, that one piece of information, if it's groundbreaking enough, can change a character's entire worldview. It can change their entire belief system. That was what I was going for. But I can promise you, you know, this was 10 years ago, I was not skilled enough as a writer to bring it across on the page. So I reworked it several times and I kept getting the same feedback. The ending is just not realistic. I mean, he turns on a dime and, you know, I wasn't giving them enough breadcrumbs to see how and why his belief system changed. Okay, so this is not exactly the same thing as a flaw that is, um, uh, you know, unrealistic or not being brought across, but it's similar. I was just not bringing across the character well enough for the audience to understand why the change took place, okay? So I thought about how you would fix this and what the problem was, and I really had to kind of dive deep into it because this is one of those things that if you were just to ask anybody, how do you fix this, they'd be like, I don't know, come up with a better flaw. <laughs> okay, but we have to dig down to the root of the problem and figure out why we're having this, this issue to begin with. And here's what I came up with. The best way to explain flaws in your protagonist or, or any character is not by what the character is doing in the present, okay? And I think that's something, it's kind of a trap that a lot of us fall into. We are trying to explain based on what the, or what the reader is seeing in the present day of the story, what the character's flaw is and why they have it. But that's not the best way to go about it because whatever's happening in the present is because of something that happened in the past, okay? Now, I understand why people would approach it that way. I mean, as a writer, we, like I said, we come up with this fully formed character and we're really excited to write this story and we're thinking, okay, I have this deeply flawed character and I'm just itching to tell the audience about their flaw and why they have it. And what that leads to is telling rather than showing, first of all, okay? Uh, so we don't wanna do that, but Re again, the reactions that we have, all of us human beings in the present, stem from something in the past, okay? So I was trying to think of examples of this and I had a hard time coming up with any that weren't serial killer related, okay? So we're, we're gonna use the serial killers as an example um, because I've studied them a lot and a lot of people have studied them a lot, right? Um, people who are really violent, have violent tendencies, anger outbursts, who are very um, controlling, it's usually because of some sort of abuse in their past. That's what they figured out, okay? And even if we're not talking about someone evil, even if you're talking about someone who does drugs or becomes an alcoholic, okay, there's something that's driving them toward that, even if it's just loneliness or neglect, okay? So everything that happens to us drives how we react to it afterward. Therefore, it's not a good idea to try and show what the character's flaw is by what they're doing in the present. We have to go back before that. So how are we going to handle this in our stories? Well, there's a couple of different aspects we have to address in order to make sure that the reader is really connecting with this character and with whatever their flaw is. So the first thing is that we have to make them interested in the character and in whatever the character's past is to keep on reading. And the easiest way that I find to do that is to use intrigue and mystery early on. All right, so instead of 
just jumping right in and explaining the reasons for the flaw or even explaining the character's belief system, which which can work, you know, if it's in the present, the character can either tell someone else or through their internal dialogue, we can know what they believe, but just don't give away the farm, okay? Early on, use some intrigue. So hint at what it is without actually telling them why. Um, I tried to think of some examples of this. Uh, the Scream movies actually do this very well. They go through and hash out possibilities for what the killer's motive is. And, you know, that's very genre specific because it's a slasher movie, but they're creating intrigue. And and the, the good thing about doing this is that the audience, whether they are aware of it or not, you know, at least subconsciously, if you're putting out possibilities, if you're putting out mysteries or intrigue, they just know on some level that at some point it's going to be explained and they will wait around for that. So there's something that I did recently in uh, the manuscript that I'm working on where I had someone who the character believed he was about to die and he said he immediately wanted to do X, Y, and Z in order to honor her. And that was the first time my readers had heard that from him. And I actually <laughs> critiqued it through my group and they were all mad at me because I was putting a mystery in there and they wanted to know what I was talking about and who is this she he's talking about, okay? But that's what I mean. You're putting in some intrigue and they wanna know what that's about, okay? It is tied to his flaw. It is tied to his past. And now the reader's intrigued and they wanna keep reading, okay? So that's how we get them interested in whatever this flaw is. And if you can create enough mystery around the flaw itself, then they're usually willing to go with you. So let's say you have a really, I don't know, a strange ritual or a strange belief around this character. And, you know, it's so off the wall that readers are maybe going, this is weird, you know, this is not a thing. I don't like this. But if you create some intrigue around why the character is doing it, just put some little nuggets in there, little tantalizing hints, they will go with you, even if they don't like it that much, because they want to know the why. We, we human beings always want to know the why. And we are hardwired to wait around to figure out the answer to a mystery. So give them a mystery when it comes to the flaw. That will get them really, really involved, okay? Uh, the second thing we're going to do is use backstory to demonstrate the flaw. Because once again, the flaw comes from the character's past, always. Something that happened to them that created this flaw or this flawed belief or whatever it was. Now, you can use any technique you want to, to tell backstory. You can use flashback, you can use dialogue, um, you can have them it you can show it in a you know in a, its own little scene I guess that's a flashback any way that you want to do it is fine but we just have to understand what in their past created this belief or created this flaw so as long as you're showing us giving us the breadcrumbs as it were to connect why this character has this flaw the audience really will go with you, okay? Most of them will because they really want to know. You just have to explain it to them. And then and the third thing that you wanna make sure to do is that you need to make a powerful and direct correlation between their past and the flaw, okay? So, you know, just saying something like, oh, my villain is evil because uh, his mom smacked him around when he was a kid. I mean, I'm not trying to make light of that in any way, but it's a little too generic, okay? We need a very direct reason behind the flaw. And once again, true crime stories, especially with killers, do this very, very well, okay? Because they can come up with these really twisted rituals that the killer goes through 
uh, when he's, you know, murdering or posing a body or whatever the case may be. And then they will come up with this past. And there's always a very specific correlation. Okay, he poses the body this way and it means this. Uh, he does this really strange thing after he kills somebody and this is why. You know what I mean? They, they can be very, very specific. And I've even heard <laughs> criticisms from real life detectives and things saying, uh, yeah, no killer is as original and, you know, uh, twisted in, in these really strange mythologies and things that, that writers come up with. You know, it's, it's usually a lot more mundane than that, a lot more cut and dry. But the point is <laughs> that crime writers know how to do this really well with their killers. But we shouldn't just be doing it with the villain. We need to do it with the protagonist as well. Now, I was trying to come up with some examples of this, and I actually, I had a hard time coming up with, with film examples. I don't think it's done quite as well in as many movies as it is in books. Um, but again, movies, more people have seen mainstream movies than have read any given book. Um, so one I came up with was, uh, I was a Supernatural fan back in the day, and they had um, one of the main characters, Dean, who would wear a particular necklace. And it was just part of his costuming. I mean, they went like three seasons without explaining what it was. And then through a flashback sequence to when him and his brother were kids, we found out how he came to have that necklace and he still wears it to this day. And it was actually a very powerful episode to learn kind of the origin story of that necklace. Okay, so that's one way in which I saw this done. Um, another thing that does it really well are prequels, right? I mean. We are, when you have a prequel such as, I don't know, um, Wolverine being the prequel to the X-Men trilogy, we already know how it's gonna end, okay? But there's something really powerful about seeing how that character became that character. So that's, it's kind of a more sprawling version of it because it's not all contained within one film or one, you know, what would be one book or one installment of a story. But again, they're taking who this character is in the present and they're going back and showing how he became that way. That's what you need to do with your character flaws. You know, whether it's the protagonist, the villain, whoever it is, if the flaw is a huge part of their character and a huge part of their story, and I'm assuming it is, if it's big enough that the you know your readers are telling you it's not realistic, you've just got to show how it came to be. You have to show the origin story of that flaw, and you have to tie it very directly to something that happened in the past. And beyond that, you just have to make what happens in the past believable that it created that flaw. And maybe that's where you're, you're having trouble. Maybe that's where you're breaking down. But again, you just have to be really specific about it. Okay, if somebody... Um, I don't know if, if they have, like I said, if they have like a ritual that they do all the time, you know, every Saturday night they have to dig a hole in the backyard and cartwheel three times or something. Okay. Can you tell I'm making this up off the top of my head? Okay. That's like a really absurd ritual. But if you can go back and show this is why they do that and they really believe they have to do that, show their mental state, show what happened to them. Was there some sort of trauma? Most of our beliefs come from something ingraining them in us. And it can be a good thing, but very often it's a trauma of some kind. So keep that in mind. And if you have a very specific trauma that leads to a very specific flaw, that's pretty much always going to be realistic and understandable by your readers. Okay. So your homework then is to go look at whatever you are currently writing, whatever character you're working with, and figure out what their flaw is. So I'm assuming that you kind of already know that if this is what you're worrying about. And then just figure out what caused the flaw. I mean, that's gonna really be the, the crux of everything, right? You have to figure out what caused it and then how you're going to convey that in your story so that the reader understands this flaw and accepts it, okay? That's what you're really looking for. Because I would argue that the flaw doesn't even have to be realistic. It just has to be accepted by your readers. So I, I'm always for, you know, whatever you want your story to be, 
however you want to do it, whatever you are envisioning in your head is okay. You know, if the readers aren't loving it right now, it's because you're not bringing it across to them adequately. You're not explaining to them what you're feeling and thinking about it. It's just not coming across across on the page and that's what you need to fix. You don't necessarily need to change your story, okay? So figure out what that is, how you're gonna show it, but you've gotta find the origin of your flaw in order to be able to communicate it to your readers, okay? So let's, um, let's recap really fast. Um, in order to do this, you have to, uh, number one, Start by creating intrigue by just hinting at the flaw and that there is a reason for it and that you're, but you're not actually going to reveal it yet. You're just hinting that there is a reason for it and that will make the reader subconsciously know that you will reveal it eventually. That will keep them reading. That will keep them interested. Okay. That's number one. Number two, you're going to use backstory to demonstrate the flaw. You've got to create some sort of either flashback or some way to convey that backstory that leads to the character's flaw. Because if people can understand the why of it in their past, they will accept it in the present. And finally, you need to make a powerful and direct correlation between that past memory and the flaw. It needs to be specific. It needs to be obvious that whatever happened in the past led to the character's flaw or to their belief system, whatever it is that you're dealing with. And if you can pull that off, the reader will accept it and they will no longer think that this is an unrealistic flaw for the character. No matter how implausible it may seem, you just gave them the plausibility for it. You just gave them the reason for it. And hey, truth is stranger than fiction, right? Weirder things have happened. So if you give them the breadcrumbs, they will go with you, okay? So I hope that is helpful. And once again, if you want more help with this, if you want my eyeballs, my questions to help you <laughs> hash out whatever you're having trouble with in your manuscript, um, you know, whether it's whatever you're, you're stuck on, whether it's character or plot or theme, um, if you're having trouble transitioning between scenes, if you've got the beginning and the end, but not the messy middle, anything like that, whatever you're stuck on, um, I'd be happy to help you. And I do have some more slots open. So uh, you can just go to, it'll be in the show notes, but it's bit.ly. Uh, forward slash story theme and you can book a session of master storyteller coaching with me I would love to help you hash out your unique individual story so you can finally get it written and finished and out to the masses who are waiting for it all right with that said thanks so much for listening today everyone have a wonderful week of writing get out there and write those stories that only you can write and that your readers are just waiting patiently for or maybe impatiently all right see you back here same time same place next week bye Thanks so much for listening today. Before you go, would you be willing to do me a solid? If you found any value at all in this episode today, would you be willing to share it with other authors just like you in the hopes that they might find some value in it as well? Happy story crafting this week. Remember, only you can bring the world the unique story that you are trying to tell. Only you can succeed in your own unique way in getting it out of your mind and your heart and into a medium where it can reach thousands if not millions of salivating readers. You don't have to worry about failure because there is always a market for awesome.